Uh, hello and welcome to uh, London Underground Music Review podcast. I'm your host, Karina Abbott. Uh, today I'm joined with Pinch. Um, you guys want to uh, introduce yourselves like by, by name and like what your role in the band is at first? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, my name's Spencer. I play guitar and sing. Um, I'm James. I, I play guitar as well. And I sometimes drive us about if needed. Yeah, in the passion wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, I'll let you do the honors. I'm Juliana, I'm the drummer. And I'm Jimmy, and I play bass. Lovely, nice to meet you all. All right, so I understand this started as, like, Spencer started this back home, and then you moved to London to study at ICMP, and that is that where all you all met and sort of formed the, the current lineup? Yeah, uh, yeah, so I guess, like, it was some of the songs that we play live, um, I guess they started like me, like writing them in my bedroom or like my parents' basement. Um, and then I moved to London to like chase the rock and roll dragon. And I met uh, James and then it, we sort of were like, we should make a band. And then, um, and yeah, and then we put up an ad and then Juliana responded and then came, we did a practice she absolutely blew us away yeah um that was a good little session as i remember yeah that was that was, that was good times and that was about when, when would that that was like the end of 2017 so like yeah moved to london in september 2017 and then like a couple of months later me james and juliana were like practicing and also we had a different basis before called jacob who we're still good friends with and he makes music still um but then jimmy joined us about just over a year was it, it was it was like i don't know was it just before Amsterdam when we went to yeah. holland yeah it yeah. was just before we did a, a holland stint and uh yeah, yeah. They, i'd always been like a sort of like you know obviously helping you out drum teching for jewels do you <laughs> know what i mean like i was i was always kind of uh, following everyone around and then, uh, yeah, one day they, they came to me and said, yo, we, we're in need of a bassist. And then, you know, the rest is the rest is history. I just joined. I, but I was always a fan of like, the, you know, the, the tunes I used to come to the gigs, used to, you know, like uh, see them live. I actually met James um, before uh, in, a, in a completely unrelated ICMP gig, which was, uh, yeah, which was just kind of fateful, like as it happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then couple of months later we're playing in the same band yeah that was crazy you were just engineering a, a like a, a gig that i was putting on for some some students so it was just like being yeah being on the scene i guess yeah, exactly yeah. how we met yeah i mean i guess james putting on gigs and me because i'm an engineer by by trade kind of thing so so i i was the you know uh you know sort of um engineer various venues and james happened to be playing one of those venues one day and uh yeah now we just hit it off, man. It was like, uh, yeah, it was it was good vibes, like straight from the get go. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been really cool, cool journey so far. Um, yeah. Oh, we haven't we haven't like been in the same room together for a while now, though. Like in the summer, closest that it's been. Yeah, yeah, when lockdown was a bit, or when there was no lockdown last summer we all saw each other I think once at Juliana's house but yeah. it's been difficult because I'm like living at my parents house I've like regressed into a 
a man child <laughs> um, but hopefully i'm gonna i'm gonna get my big boy pants on and move back to london <laughs> you're always a man child spinning <laughs> do you guys ever do some this do you ever like just like zoom to hang out did a couple but we haven't for a while yeah it's mainly over facebook messenger is where we do the majority yeah. of uh, communication that's where the banter um, goes down yeah <laughs> nice i think our last zoom call was in the summer or something didn't really do it i'm yeah i've not been like super active on zoom other than for work but it, this is the first yeah. time I've ever used Zoom. Like I don't know. I, I, apparently, we had a meeting before, but this is the first time that I recall. I oh, know I do. I do recall my first yeah, meeting. I'm not. I'm yeah, not, you guys would have been on the same screen, I think. So maybe you. Yeah. yeah Juliana like was the vessel. Yeah, Zoom is very businessy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and there is zero business going on these days for. Yeah. Are you all um, from out of town? Like, where did you all grow up originally? Um, well, I I I grew I was born in London and lived there till I was like eleven or twelve, and then my parents moved to Kent, which is where I currently am. Um, but then moved back there um, as soon as I could get my shit together. Um, and I think yeah, everyone everyone else moved. Or you you guys obviously know where you. <laughs> I don't know where I was born. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't remember it that well. Well, I was born in Camden, but then I moved to France when I was about six and grew up there. And then, oh. uh, yeah, came back to London when I was um, 19. Yeah, 19, I think. Yeah, same here. Pretty much the same story as Spenny, but instead of, um, yeah, I was born in London, but then we moved to Ireland straight away, like my family are Irish. So like we moved over there for a while, grew up in the in the sort of uh, in the countryside for a bit, and then came back to the to the big smoke when I got my shit together when I was about eight or something. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know, ready for it. Um, I'm I wasn't born in London. I was, I'm from a place called Stourbridge, and then I I moved here like where? <laughs> yeah, near Birmingham. Um, uh, and yeah, moved here in like 2016 for work and then have like, it was always meant to be just like, oh, I'll, I'll be here for a year just to try it out. And then six years later, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. So is there a reason why you're called Pinch? Is there a story behind that? Or is it just kind of a cool name? Oh, I'm glad you think it's a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, we were just throwing we were trying to think of a name because we needed one to play and we were like spitballing ideas. And I think that one seemed to stick the most, but I don't know where it necessarily came from. Like, I wanted to be called tapeworms. I think if you, <laughs> if you remember, <laughs> that got vetoed pretty quickly though. I think it was just the illness, like, <laughs> yeah. but maybe like if you were to associate something with the tapeworm, it would maybe be like, Oh, I'm I'm eating all this food, but I'm I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there something with the author pinching or something? Uh, I, that, it wasn't intentional, but I did my dissertation like before moving to London um, for my degree on like Hunter S. Thompson and Thomas Pynchon. I don't know if like all of the research that I did maybe just lodged itself deep into my like yeah. so maybe. But, um, it wasn't intentional. 
I hope. So he says. <laughs> so what about music? When did you all start um, individually, like picking up an instrument? Do you have a first musical memory you'd like to share with us? Oh, um, one of my earliest musical memories is sitting like really close to the TV on a Saturday morning, like watching like maybe Sky One and Nickelback, How You Remind Me coming on. And I was probably like, <laughs> and I remember being like touched to my core. I was like, this is music. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a diehard Nickelback fan, but they are definitely one of my earliest. It's all that's played in the van when, when we go on tour. Like, literally, it's, it's all. That song just hits different. That's <laughs> 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 no, good. That's good. I played Yellow Submarine in like a year eight assembly. Oh, nice. I think that was like my first ever live performance. I would love to have watched it back, but yeah, that would be great to see that before the days of like smartphones and stuff. So it's just yeah, it's gone in the ether in your memory yeah 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 do you remember being up there i would have been so terrified i i don't even think i got given lines in like school plays because i was just <laughs> notoriously <laughs> bad at speaking in front of people yeah i i didn't do any speaking i was just like i think i knew about three chords on the guitar and that was enough to play yellow submarine um yeah and that's how it went down <laughs> that was the start of it all and you thought i want some more of this yeah, exactly. There was an People were like, you know, throwing roses onto the stage and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> Where are we playing? <laughs> right, Albert Hall, year eight. Uh, it, was, it was a very... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just remember seeing... Um, I remember being sort of really into the, the, the skate scene when I was when I was a kid. And I just like, there was a load of musicians kind of like around that, you know, like skating and kind of music kind of went hand in hand. And I remember going to my first rock show, which was like, I think it was a band called CKY. Does anyone remember CKY? Oh, Can't Kill Yourself. Can't Kill Yourself, yeah, exactly. I remember thinking that was like the coolest thing that I've ever heard in my life. And I I need to know how to do this. Like, but just to show my ignorance, I used to think, you know, the whammy bar, I used to think that was like a microphone that used to pick up the noise of the strings. <laughs> like, I was like 14 years old, maybe less. I think 12, 13. Because the pickups are just like mini microphones, aren't I they? I mean, it's, it's just like a, yeah, it was just, it eluded me. Like, how, how do you get this sound out of... Bar uh... Anatomy 101. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was something like that. And I remember seeing them up on stage and just being like, I need a piece of that. And then, yeah. Yeah, I did a, a bit of piano when I was about six or something. And uh, yeah, we used to play these gigs in churches in front of hundreds of parents. There's and video evidence as well, there, which, there uh, which I've seen. Yeah. Of me playing the piano and my sister playing the, the classical guitar, doing some wow. like Spanish Iron Maiden. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably my first memory of, of playing music. That's so cool. Um, do you guys remember like one of your first albums that you like bought yourself growing up? Oh, it's going to be something embarrassing, isn't it? I don't know about the first album I bought myself. 
I listened to like the Killers Hot Fuss album like millions and millions and millions of times when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I remember nicking albums before even buying them. I used, to, I used to nick them off my mates, like, and they just never used to see them again. Kind of thing. Yeah. That was probably my first. I think I think I I stole Room on Fire from my mate Joey, and I think I still need to give it back to him. But you have to. I, I stole What's the Story Morning Glory. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, um, I remember thinking it was a greatest hits album. It was that good. <laughs> well, it technically is. I mean, they're all great hits. Yeah, my dad used to give uh, me CDs every, like a new, well, two CDs every two weeks, and I'd have to choose between between one to keep. Um, so yeah, it was usually stuff like Arctic Monkeys and Muse and The Libertines. So, yeah, those were kind of the first albums that, that were my own. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Didn't you guys play with the Libertines? Yeah, that was super. Yeah. yeah, last, yeah, like about a year ago in December. Yeah, like December 2019. That was super cool. Yeah. That's fair. In Glasgow, Nottingham and Margate, which is where my parents live in Kent. So it was like a bit of a hometown show and like all of my friends were there in the crowd just going like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You used to work though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I used to work at the venue we played at in Margate as like a pot wash, like just cleaning, like I was like 16. Well, actually I was a waiter, but most of the job was after the event. You'd have to just stay for hours just washing cutlery and I hated it so much. <laughs> we came and we conquered. Look at me now. I don't, I don't think he said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, but that was really fun in Margate, that gig, and the other ones as well, Nottingham. And yeah, it was really crazy, because, like, you'd be you'd be playing, and then uh, you'd kind of, like, I had this moment where I was, like, playing, I think it was in Glasgow, and then you look back, and they all sort of, like, or at least uh, Pete and Carl were just standing at the side of the stage. I think John was there as well. But I was like, nope, I'm not looking back there. Like, again, <laughs> there's, like, too many libertines over there. <laughs> you know, like comprehend that right now <laughs> but it was great they, they were so kind and so nice and, and the food was amazing like that's yeah, one of the takeaways from the really tour the food <laughs> unreal um, and we scratched our rental car they don't know got away with it yeah <laughs> i just dropped it back off and ran away <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be done <laughs> <laughs> we were only part-time rockers at the moment. When we'll have our own band one day, which we could scratch to our heart's desire. Yeah, <laughs> we'll scratch that bad boy up. <laughs> There's video evidence as well. We've got a tour video which Jules put together, um, which has got all sorts of cool little bits and pieces from that tour. It's really well edited, and it's sort of like a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really no, happy, yeah. So where where's been your favorite place to play live so far? We had a, we had a great time in Glasgow, didn't we? And Paris was was fun. Yeah, oh, Paris was unreal. And, and, um, in Supersonic, which is uh, this really cool little venue. Um, I think it's near. <laughs> I think it's near Republic. I'm not sure. It, it's a fantastic little venue with a with a record store next to it. Was it in Bastille? Yeah, Bastille. Near Bastille. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It was in France. I wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, but yeah, that was, yeah, Supersonic was super, yeah, really cool. I was thinking just because it's like the London Underground Music Review, what is our favourite, like, underground, like, London venue? 
I I really like the fiddler's elbow. Like I just that think was, that was where it all started. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's down the street from me. That's my local like place. That was yeah, our, we played our first ever gig there. Yeah. The sound the sound in there is always really good. I really like that place. Yeah, no, I do. They do a great uh, or they did a great um open mic night called Bubble Bath. That's just like the cutest thing you've ever seen. I what love night it. was that? Was that on Sundays? Maybe. It was every it was like the first Tuesday of every month. Oh right. Yeah, do it. Oh, it was nice. great. I think they put it online. They put it on online now. But oh. it was really I liked playing at um in London at the Monarch as well. That was fun. Yeah, the Monarch. That oh. was a, it was a nice place. Uh, yeah, Monarch was cool. Um, to be fair, playing it, uh, it's not very underground, but when we played Kentish Town Forum, that was cool. Yeah, yeah one of those underground, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those, yeah, great underground. <laughs> you know, it's just on the toilet circuit, kind of thing, you know, just... Yeah, we played our dues, we played <laughs> <laughs> That's like the final boss of the toilet circuit. Um, has anything like bizarre or exciting happened at any of your shows so far? Always oh, that Camden Assembly. We sold sesh. a T-shirt once. <laughs> <laughs> we've sold we've sold double digit T-shirts. <laughs> Spenny, you were giving them away at one point. You were like, just have it, please. You, see, you <laughs> think I was giving them? I was giving them the shirt and five pounds to take the shirt. <laughs> 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 Um, I can't think of anything in like what has happened at the shows. My recollection of the shows is just like black because I tend to like just close my eyes and sing. <laughs> so I, it's, I can't really remember much of the gigs. What about when uh, uh, the Libertines gig in Glasgow and Pete's dogs weed on the stage oh <laughs> just, just before we were about to sound check? That's what they oh, thought of us, the entrance we, we needed. Was and when Pete um, <laughs> presented us, but we were late. <laughs> oh my God. And he had to present us again. <laughs> oh no. Oh, and well, when we were playing in Glasgow, like my guitar pedals, I think like one of the cables came loose and I was trying to sort it out. And then one of the guys in the crowd was like, get on with it, big man. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just going to make this work now. <laughs> Betty, yeah, I remember walking over to you on stage at that point, and I was like, "I cannot offer any assistance. I'm just going to let this man just just yeah. do it himself. Just go." There, that's like buying cheap patch cables. Yeah. What have, do you guys have a favorite or least favorite part of playing live? I'm not so good at the the speaking. I like I love the playing. Uh, it's just the trying to be funny in between um sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't <laughs> but we never write down what we're going to say before and i think that's something to be proud of at least we're not saying the same thing you never know what you're going to get yeah we're not like the beatles or anything do you know I, mean? like, <laughs> I, think I, I don't like carrying stuff <laughs> that's exactly what i was going to say yeah the getting to the gig with all the Drum equipment and guitars and amps sometimes yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to drive to more. We'll be, have Scott in London next year, so he can help drive us. Are you driving yet, Spenny? It's funny you say that, because no, I'm not. I'm, not <laughs> I'm driving. I'm on the roads, but I haven't passed my test yet. Scott, my younger brother, 
sat, sits next to me while I drive to the shop and back. <laughs> you argue? Uh, no, he's a very, he, he's a fair instructor. That's <laughs> he, um, he's firm, but fair. Starting you on the hill starts, yeah, straight away. Boom. I can do that stuff. I, I'm, I'm getting pretty good, man. I'm sick. I've got my book. I've got my test booked for the 22nd of April. So hopefully this is the one. Boom. Fingers crossed. Nice. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, good luck. We'll check back in then and uh, <laughs> either celebrate or commiserate. Oh. Yeah. My idea of Spencer going back to Margate um, was that he would drive back to London, you know, in some kind of like... Triumphant, too. Triumphant, yeah. Like... <laughs> They've, they've been mitigating circumstances, guys. Come on. They don't look outside, but it's uh, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't prep for this, yo. Um, uh, what else happened? Um, uh, th- there was there was a funny part of of um, when we went to Paris, jo- uh, where we stayed. We've got um, Jules's sister. Basically, she has a flat there, and. Um, yeah, one funny story was uh, she's got a cat, basically, like this uh, this really evil, like, well, I don't know if it's evil. It's a lovely cat, right? No, it's evil. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those Sphinx cats. Anyway, so so me and J-Mo, um, yeah, we were staying in, like, the back bedroom. And we didn't know, but this is this, it's like cats, uh, sort of secret lair hideout type thing. <laughs> and it was there hiding in, in sort of ambush, Um waiting for me and James and then um yeah when when James like when he opened the door the cat kind of like it was under the sheets wasn't it yeah I went to like go and jump on the bed and it's this I can't even describe the fear and the panic (laughs) jumped out from under the blanket of an angry scariest scariest thing that's ever happened to me to date I've done a bungee jump you know you've done a bungee jump James yeah. Oh my and God. when you guys, all three of, well, Spencer, James, and Scott, you guys all went to the gig on one lime scooter. <laughs> 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 yeah. Imagine that. Three guys, you know, sort of like buckarooed up, you know, like kind of amps, guitars, everything on one lime scooter, which are these <laughs> little kind of like, you know, sort of semi electric sort of push scooters type things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine that. That was a sight. We've got a photo. We'll, yeah, we'll have yeah, to send yeah. it to you. Send yeah, send me a photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Do you guys have an individual music heroes or role models? Paul McCartney. Pop Julian Casablancas. Yeah. I was, I was thinking uh, about the synth guys that we, like me and James over the last year have been getting well into like buying little keyboards and like sequencing stuff and there's a few like people we follow on like instagram and youtube that we there are like musical heroes now yeah like, <laughs> emulate them cuckoo cuckoo's the guy man he's got the setup we need <laughs> i don't know about other musical i really like damon Albarn in terms of just like being in blur and then going on to do gorillas I think yeah i really admire him as a musician and a songwriter um, and I, I really like all the all the guys. 
I mean, for me, I've I've tried to sort of like get my sort of scope of what I'm sort of listening to, kind of like you know, it's more of a I don't know, more more thin. Like now, now I'm just listening to just strictly Bowie. I'm just going from A to Z to just just Bowie, just listening to all of that, getting to know all the production, getting to know like you know how he did this, how he did certain sounds, how he achieved certain sort of vibes. Um, like you know, I was listening to Diamond Dogs the other day, and it's the first time they ever used like a digital delay unit. Tony Visconti used like this this amazing sort of like revolutionary delay unit, and it's all over that album. And I just like discovering sort of like little quirks and and stuff that I didn't really know about my favorite albums that I've been listening to forever. You know, yeah. uh, just kind of like going going through it more finely, finding out who produced it, finding out what gear they used, what kind of you know what kind of room they recorded in, what studios, what desks they used. You know, I'm I'm more into sort of like you know that these days. You know that you know than sort of individual things. You know, I grew up listening to a lot of placebo and um, Steve Hewitt, the drummer of placebo. I really like his um, well, he used to play for placebo, and I really like his his style and sound and some of the drum patterns he uses as well. Nothing too over the top. Yeah, simplicity, you know, just keeping it simple. Kurt Vile as well, and the war on drugs recently. Mm -hmm. I think Kurt Vile is a fucking, he's a gangster, man. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I've been listening to a load of that, you know. They're great. Yeah, war on drugs, is great. War on drugs have really sick guitar solos, which me and James always try and put into our songs. <laughs> put the delay pedal on. Yeah, delay on, distortion on. Shred. More of that in the 2021 resolutions. Yeah, more of that, please. That's uh, more shred. More shred. <laughs> so you guys only have like three singles out, right? Disco lights, somebody else. The whole world's gone crazy for love. Um, music video for somebody else, and then lyric videos for the other two, which I think are all really cool. What was the process for making those? Like, did you guys do it on your own, or did you outsource that? I, I made the video for somebody else just as like, I don't, I don't know, it was just as lockdown had started, I just lost my job, I think, yeah, so somebody else was sort of a reaction to that, I guess, I just sort of wrote about what was going on, um, and the video, I guess, I didn't have a job, and I was just like, I'd bought a bicycle on Facebook Marketplace that was like, <laughs> it was advertised as lockdown bike and it was 20 pounds and it was just made up of loads of jank <laughs> bits of other bikes but it was i was like oh it's, i think i was texting james james is quite an avid cycler so i think i was texting him like yo man what do you think about this for 20 pounds and you're like yeah it's a nice frame you should definitely get it <laughs> and then over like the next week i just was filming clips and then yeah it Scott, you guys were on yeah, yeah, Scott, Scott, my brother was helping out with. Uh, we sort of just went on some bike rides and got some shots. Um, and Disco Lights, the video for that, my best friend Rory made it. Um, Rory Strudwick, who's a really good artist. Um, and yeah, it's just he's really into like color theory. Um, and yeah, he just sort of went ham on making like a psychedelic visualizer for the song. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I swear I see something new every single time I watch that video. It's 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 really mad. Like I'll sort of not watch it for a while and then I'll watch it again and then I'll be like, oh my god, this is like it's really, really good. Like I don't think I'll be able to watch it in like 10 years' time. I think it might be too bright and he's like a <laughs> <laughs> pretty bright. 
Yeah, Rory's <laughs> art is really good. Um, yeah, shout he's out got to him for sure. Really cool designs. So yeah, so what about the writing process for those songs? How how does a pinch song usually come together? Um, I, I'm like always writing, um, so, but with all of the songs I write are like for with like playing them with pinch in mind. But I, I, usually I'd like write a song and then make a demo and then send it to the guys and then we'd play we'd like practice it in rehearsal like we'd make some changes um, yeah we'd like come up with some parts but I'd like come up with the chords and the lyrics do you think about more like playing them live when you're making them or do you think about how they'll sound recorded uh I mean I'm not a good enough producer to be like thinking that far ahead I'm just like trying to make it sound as good as I can <laughs> for what it is um mm -hmm. but for me they, they've kind of got their own two separate like they live in their own two lives like the live version at the moment is is sort of like because we're using real drums and then spencer often kind of like sequences drums when when he um when, when he comes to writing you know for me they've they've each got their two different kind of like two different vibes um in, in the case of things like Disco Light, Spenny had just written this like amazing bass line. And I was like, you know, I'm going to try and kind of like, you know, go as close to the mark with that, with putting my own sort of like, you know, sort of swing or taste in it, you know, but just sticking basically to what, what Spencer's done on, on the demos, like, you know, um, for me, it's cool. And then you've got, you find you've got room to sort of like play around with that as well. And then things will become apparent when the more you play them live. Um, and also they, they just, they form their own like sort of identity live after Spenny's come up with the original sort of demo, you know, so. That, um, that, that Disco Lights demo is is out there somewhere, isn't it? Didn't it get kind of, didn't you put it out for some sort of charity release or something? Spencer? Yeah, yeah, no, it is on a charity release. It's also like, spoiler, it's, it's like a bonus track on our, on our um, singles. But uh, I wonder, I wonder who, who will find it. I wonder. It's like, How do you get it? Do you have to like rewind the first you know, song? You just have to. Well, I can't give the secret combination. Oh, right, yeah, good. It's a it's a great demo though. It's like super, like compared to the 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 version that's been released. It's just like really slow and chilled out and yeah, but, yeah. Um, very like. Uh, what is the it's like brooding and like yeah almost like mournful whereas like it's sort of like we were it's way more upbeat uh the one we released yeah that was one of the first things that dan said when when we got into the studio he was like yeah right let's let's just uh pick it up a couple of bpm <laughs> like let's bump this fucker up <laughs> <laughs> it was something something along those lines and then yeah no, so there's still some elements that i love in the original demo you know as well you know they're both Man, i did some like despicable sub bass thing that i was like panning left and right and, like, <laughs> you said halfway, halfway through the recordings i was like Hey, hey, Dan, do you think we could put in that, that tremolo something? He was like, just he just blankly was just like, I think that was a bit intense. <laughs> and I went on to something else. But, um, it's for the best, I think. Yeah. I, how, was it, how was it different from the first, from Disco Lights compared to the, the other two? Um, what, what, in terms of recording? Yeah, recording, production, all that um so they were yeah i guess this disco lights we recorded with dan carey who's like amazing super producer um extraordinaire um who also won producer of the year for like the aim awards so shout oh, wow. out to dan 
um yeah he really made that song super cool and uh but then the other two were like they started out as the demos and then i basically just was just polished them up i basically just they're yeah that i they're just the initial ones like so the final version of somebody else is like sort of as i was writing it the one i was recording and then i sort of mixed it a bit more than i would for the demos and that those are the ones that we released so it was quite different but um so i did those two myself but we, which was like because of lockdown like yeah not ideal and not like how we'd like ideally record the songs like we we'd want to all be in the same room get a like a live take of the song of all of us playing and then start like overdubbing stuff over it rather than like me just playing the tracks or programming the drums so it was quite different um and it was like a learning experience because it definitely improved like my mixing skills but i think yeah we're, we're all going to record the next couple and we're booked in for the studio in a couple of months so that's exciting hopefully covid doesn't take that from us <laughs> yeah yeah fingers so. crossed what's something that you're all extremely passionate about other than music Oh, for me, it's got to be uh, engineering, um, you know, sort of for me, uh, sort of sound engineering and especially live, you know, it's it sort of um, it goes hand in hand with with the whole music game. You know, it's sort of like, the, you know, the 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 other side of it for me. And I've been doing that for, for sort of like 10 years, you know, sort of, uh, you know, pre sort of COVID and all that, you know, that was that was kind of like my I don't know, my entry into the scene was was, you know, in, in sort of like live engineering and working in, you know, venues like the Camden Assembly you know doing the Blues Kitchens you know in London which are all sort of like you know got their own name uh, in their own respect um, and just being a part of that and, and just learning and growing through that meeting loads of you know sort of like different people I suppose I'm, I'm really passionate about the art of, of you know getting a band on stage and you know making them sound how you know making them comfortable and, and making them sound how they want to be heard basically you know I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of of that whole process you know um yeah you're getting into coding as well yeah yeah i've been doing a little bit of coding as well sort of like you know building sort of you know little sort of uh little applications and you know a couple of couple of strange little games and <laughs> you know it's, it's something that i've been passionate about as well so definitely the whole technology side of things uh outside of music is is for me another you know massive kind of uh, something that intrigues me greatly i guess i've gotten into writing kids books so like picture books for for young children. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'm doing that, I'm trying to get the first one published now. But, That's uh, awesome, That's so cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, you should uh, see. It's really good. It's called <laughs> a cloudy tale, and uh, yeah, it's it's really honestly like it's it's amazing. The story, it's got a moral. You know, it's kind of like it's modern Aesop's fables, really. <laughs> <laughs> We need to hurry up and get some kids so we can read them. Read it. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, buddy. <laughs> I was gonna ask, are you doing the writing and the illustrations for it, like the whole thing? I was doing the illustrations, but I'm pretty bad. So um, I got a friend, uh, well, a good friend of my sister's, who's an illustrator. He's called uh, Joseph Bouquin, and he's doing the the illustrations for the book so now they're all done and probably gonna start working on another one soon wow that's amazing um i don't know about things that i'm really desperate like i used to really really love watching arsenal play but they're just so bad now that i'm just not into it anymore <laughs> honestly it's been a real like i don't know i'm so i'm off that 
didn't they win their Chelsea game? That was like the biggest one, wasn't it? That was a big, yeah, that was a big win, but we didn't play that well, I didn't think. I think the scoreline flattered us. I watched it with my dad and was like, oh, there's just nothing good about this team. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe I'm too critical. Um, I, I can't think of something else that I'm I'm kind of into, I don't, yeah, I don't know, into lots of other things on like a surface level, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like riding my bike, but you yes, know. right, and and running though. James does a lot of like ten k's. Um, but I I don't know if I would say I'm like passionate about it. Yeah, I do it, I do it out of necessity. Um, oh, James, we both love like craft beer. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'm quite passionate about that actually. What are some There's, favorites? Ooh, ooh. I like neck oil. Beaver Town neck oil is really nice. Camden Pale Ale, I'm, it's a bit of a basic one, but I'm into that. Gamma Ray all the way. I just like the 4% session Pale Ales that I can, Oh yeah, they're just a bit fruity. <laughs> I, like that. I like Camden Hells and Hop House, but I don't know if they count. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not ales, but they are crafty. We'll, we'll give you that. <laughs> they're pretty cool. Especially after a few. They're pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've just started working for like a music charity, helping like young kids get into like recording and writing music, which has been like really cool and rewarding, but it is oh. sort of music related. So I don't know if that's a... What's the charity called? Um, it's called Arts Education Exchange. And I'm like helping them run their record label, which is, that's been fun. That's, that's really cool. Really cool. What about something that always makes you feel nostalgic? craft beer <laughs> <laughs> oh yes for the pub. i guess it's been long enough that i am nostalgic for the pub yeah totally I am definitely nostalgic for i the need pub. the pub back in mm-hmm. in our lives um, you know it's uh i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I recently re-watched all of malcolm in the middle over lockdown that <laughs> took me back the intro song is fucking amazing. No, when I look I at that. pictures from the tour and videos from the tour yeah. and past gigs, it makes me so nostalgic. It feels like we'll never play live again, which is a terrible thing to say and to feel, but I just want to be, I want to prove myself wrong so that we can just get, get out there and rip it up. Yeah. <laughs> any of you have any like hidden talents or useless or unusual skills? I can juggle pretty um, well. Uh, I was I was, I was getting I was getting pretty good at juggling over there. We spent basically the last like month and a half in France, and yeah, I was just like you know, do I you know I'd get up in the morning, sort of like you know, do me juggling. And then, you, know, like... <laughs> you guys are... spend that do that for hours. You're you know? all great at playing pool as well. Oh uh, uh, yeah, we've got yeah. I think you guys might be. I'm I'm not. I think I potted one ball. Uh, <laughs> I won the 400 meters in sixth form. I don't know if that counts. Uh, really. but since uh, since then, I retired from running and have yet to lace back up my boots. Are at the top, Spencer. Went out on the top, Call it a day when you when you're winning. God, I've not actually been asked if I have any talents or any secret abilities, and it's quite stark that my brain was just completely blank. When... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all good. What about um, favorite band memories? You've kind of you've kind of gone through some already, so if you don't have any more, that's fine. 
Yeah, I think it's all the van and Airbnb memories. And... Yeah, just like those rough nights sleeping in that Ikea bed in Sheffield. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think one of my favourite sort of like band memories has got to be when we were in uh, in Derby. Do you remember Derby? Oh, Derbyshire. Derbyshire, yeah, yeah. That was just unreal. We we rented this Airbnb and it was just like, how many of us, was it seven of us were in it? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we did it like super last minute as we were driving past. We were like, where's the closest place that we can get to? Um, it was like, yeah, I guess it had gone dark and we didn't want to drive anymore. We needed lodgings. <laughs> We all got like royally <laughs> drunk and like eventually ended up pulling out all the gear from the van and yeah, that was like, jokes. setting yeah. everything up. I think Spenny ended up elevating himself above the fireplace, dancing <laughs> in some crazy he did like a Lionel Richie version of disco lights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like in a, um yeah. in Wales, in that small Airbnb as well, with James's yeah. broken leg. That was, that was <laughs> funny, to be fair. That was just a, an absolute sesh. Did you actually break your leg? Broken leg? Yeah, I, uh, I um, cycled into a car door and I had to have an operation on it. And um, yeah, I think the same day I got a coach to Cardiff to come and play the gig. And I played the whole gig, sat down with my like leg elevated. <laughs> that was my recovery. But you, were, you broke your leg in a past life and you were known in Southeast Asia exclusively as broken leg. Yeah, I've, I've got a tattoo on my leg that says broken leg in Thai. <laughs> I'm not going to go into the story now, but I will. But you had that before you broke your leg. This yeah, was that was the breaking of the leg. This yeah. Was, yeah. Like Nostradamus knew it was going to happen. Lightning did strike twice on that poor leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Oh my God. Do any of you have a favorite quote or a piece of advice that you always uh, keep with you that you'd like to share with the rest of us now? Uh, one thing I tell myself often is uh, fortune favors the bold, but I think I'm quoting Del Boy from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I say that if I'm ever like, oh, should I do it? I'm just like, yeah, I might as well try. That's a good one. I like that one. The band mantra was was kind of like GVO for a while, which means oh, yeah. like good vibes like, only. Good vibes only. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so that was literally if anything bad happened to you, it'd be like, oh just GVO, you know, it's like <laughs> good vibes only. Uh, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jamer? I was just trying to think. I don't know. I don't no inspirational quotes from me, I'm afraid. What about Kiss on a rock and roll all night? That's yeah. one we live by as a, as a squad. <laughs> Lyrics dear to our heart. <laughs> Breaking the law. Um, okay, so you've got you've got your two uh sing your three singles out. You just released the two on vinyl, I believe, which is available on your Bandcamp. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to promote on here before we end? Uh, hmm. We are going on tour at some point this year. Um, it's currently scheduled for March in a month, but that's not going to happen, sadly. We haven't announced this yet, so we are going to have to move it back. Um, but we can't give you the concrete dates. But I think that's signing the time. They will happen. Yeah, they will happen, hopefully. You know, the music industry is going to pick itself back up again. You know, like, yeah. uh, just sort of, I, I think everyone should just remain optimistic. And, uh, yeah. 
I guess everyone's going to be back on stage at some point, you know, hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to sound too sort of, you know, um, I don't know, downhearted on it, you know, like, of course, like we've got to remain like optimistic. Yeah. And, uh, but we will yeah. have music, new music soon. Um, yeah, we're, we're scheduled to record in April and hopefully we will have a new song out not long after that. That's exciting. Exactly, yeah. We're all really excited. We're all super, super excited. And for, for us all to just meet up as well and, like, you know, sort of get back in the rehearsal room. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I smell another documentary as well. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Yes. I'll get the handy cam out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dust it off. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I'm excited to to see it and to, to hear the new stuff. It's going to be great. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It was really fun to, to talk with you guys. Okay. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, it's been yeah. great to meet you, Marina. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're excited to be on the podcast. Um, I think it's our first podcast ever. So oh, I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> Take care of yourself. You too.